0: Hi, all. Thank you for listening to Human Monsters. I also want to thank those of you who donate to the Patreon account. There will be more rewards coming down the pipe, such as giveaways. From now on, every week, a winner will be drawn from the Patreon pool and will receive a psychic reading from me online. I am a card reader and astrologer, and I will do a reading for you online, should your name be chosen. Once again, the Patreon link is www.patreon.com slash leader1 www.patreon.com slash L-E-A-D-E-R-O-N-E Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to the True Crime News segment of the Human Monsters podcast. Once again, I'm here with Rachel Telford.
1: Good evening.
0: Say hello, yeah. And uh, so we've got our stories together here. And and I would say uh, not only is this uh, Mother's Day, but really coincidentally, I actually happen to get a lot of stories together that have themes relating to motherhood and children, not always in a good way. Mm Mm-hmm. There are a number of them here. Uh, so that, how was your Mother's Day? So you got together with the kids and everything?
1: Uh, yeah, I was super chill. Um, the boys and I went to my mom's house, saw my grandma, my aunt, they cooked. So just super chill. That's just what that's, I was like on a Mother's Day.
0: Oh, Okay, that's great because it's yeah. certainly a lot better than what we're going to hear about in these stories. Oh,
1: uh, 100%, yes. That's correct.
0: Uh, all right. So, okay, I'll I'll go first. Um so well this one uh, isn't actually related to that but uh the title is Maryland woman sets house on fire with person inside watches from chair on front lawn the officials say oh. So a Maryland woman sat on a chair in her front lawn watched her house burn down last week after as they say setting it on fire while a person was inside multiple fire departments responded to the blaze in Elkton around 1:15 p.m. on Thursday uh, so, it's, yeah, it's usually pretty bad fire if multiple departments are dispatched there. Uh, witnesses told the officials that a woman later identified as 47-year-old Gail Metwally set multiple fires in the home before sitting on a chair on the front lawn and watching the flames engulf her house. Video purported to show the chaotic scene was posted on social media showing a woman appearing to read a book while the house burst into flames. Uh, a witness said, I, act, I cannot actually believe it. Uh, and they, they recorded the video. He said, and she's sitting there just chilling, watching the house go up in flames. Oh, my God.
1: Well, wait, after, you, you're, you're saying you don't read a book after setting a house on fire?
0: Well, I guess normally if, if you're the arsonist, you might not, but uh, I don't know. I guess I would.
2: <laughs> but, sure. I might
0: mean, be watching the fire, but uh, – Clearly, this is not someone who... You real. have
1: reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. Uh, if you're satisfied with the message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. That's on my voicemail. Yeah, I know. I
0: accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally called Rachel twice. If you're satisfied
1: with the message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. Can you not hang up on it?
0: Is it, is it going to do that forever?
1: I don't know. If you're satisfied with the message, press one. To listen to your message, press That's so two. Weird. To erase and re record, press three. You
0: know what? We better just hang up and re- redo this, all right?
1: Like, yeah, because I'm not on my phone at Sorry, all. Sorry, you're having trouble. Your message has been sent. Please try again later. Goodbye. Oh,
0: there you go. There we go. Okay, so she left us alone. All right.
1: God so, bless.
0: So i from earlier. Uh, where was I? So, yeah, witnesses heard screams coming from the basement of the home as the fire spread, according to the state fire marshal. Hmm. The recorded video shows two men rushing towards the burning home after hearing a woman yell from the basement. Get out of the house, the man recorded the video, says, hurry. Officials said that the bystanders helped the woman through the basement window to get to safety. Hmm. Uh, deputies with the Cecil County Sheriff's office spotted Metwally in the area while responding to the fire and detained her. Uh, she was charged with first and second degree attempted murder, arson, assault, two counts of malicious burning, two counts of malicious destruction of property, and two counts of reckless endangerment. Uh, she's being held at the Cecil County Detention Center. And if, if you were to track down the story, you would see She's smiling in her mugshot. Oh which, my
1: god! How old is this woman?
0: Uh, she was uh, four, she's 47 years old. This has happened this week, yeah.
1: Wow. And uh, do we know who the the people were inside the home?
0: That's what I'm wondering about. I don't know. Is it her mother-in-law? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Happy Mother's Day.
0: Yeah, she was pretty thrilled with what she did. So yeah, uh, and stayed behind and let herself be arrested. So I guess she just thought, well, I got to do this. And I know the consequences, but it's got to be done.
1: Well, I mean, I have other things on my to-do list, but, hey, each to their own, I guess.
2: Yeah, really. Okay, so what's your first
0: story?
1: Oh, I think I got a good one here. But um, I did really quick want to uh, – I wanted to clarify something, because I know we, we're not supposed to read comments, you know. But there was one comment I wanted to, to – Correct myself on because it doesn't mean a lot to me. And I saw somebody had said something. Um, I made a comment last episode about frontal lobe damage and serial killers. I wanted to, uh, make myself very clear. Every serial killer, just every person who has frontal lobe damage does not mean they are a serial killer. Of course not. I did. I wanted to verify that it's just, um, there's like 31%, I believe is the, uh, um, it's the area of the brain that you know, makes, it has the ability to make rational decisions and care and all that fun stuff. It's the trauma, you know, center. So, wanted to say, no, sorry guys, everybody who has frontal lobe damage is not a serial killer. That's it. Right. yeah. Moving forward, let's about talk about something lighter, like, um, I don't know, a cult.
2: Okay, go ahead.
1: So, um, ran across this, uh, uh, it was a cult. The name of it is Love Has Won, and the leader is Mother God, uh, is what they call her. This is out of Denver. Um, April 28th, so a couple weeks ago, seven cult members were arrested after their leader was found mummified, wrapped in a sleeping bag, decorated with Christmas lights, in a mm-hmm. Colorado home, <laughs> officials said. Amy Carlson, 45, who was known as... Mother God, by her followers, was a spiritual leader of a group called Love Has One. She was found dead in the tiny rural town of Moffitt, I say, Moffat, I want to say M O F F A T, on April 28th, according to the arrest affidavits of the members. The follower told investigators he knew the woman as Elia Carlson and a saga, I want to say this is sagash. County Sheriff's Corporal wrote in the affidavit that Carlson is believed to be a leader of the group. It's unclear why the follower provided the name Leah. Here's the fun stuff. Uh, so, well, the follower had come, he had not been charged. He told investigators he had taken in the group of people who needed a place to stay. So they had been traveling, I believe, from California. He found the body in the back bedroom when he returned home from a trip. Um, he reported discovery to the police. And he believed the group had transported Carlson's body from his home or to his home from California. The mummified remains appeared to be set up in some type of shrine. Uh, they had what appeared to be glitter eye, type eye makeup around the eyes. Uh, investigators searched the SCV on the property that the members had brought and the back seats were laid down in the position consistent with somebody transporting mummified remains. <laughs> Uh, The Sagwatch County coroner said uh, they couldn't verify exactly when she had died, but it had been a couple of weeks or more. Um, When and how she died had not been released. Two children, a 13-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy, were in the home at the time of the arrests. The members are facing charges of abuse of a corpse and child abuse. Uh, Love Has One was established in 2018 Uh, claims to have followers around the world, although I call bullshit because I did a little Googling and I really don't see it. There's that many followers. Um, Carlson claimed she had reincarnated, ready? Yeah. 534 times, including as Jesus, Joan of Arc, Marilyn Monroe, and Cleopatra, and would lead 144,000 people into a mystical fifth dimension. A uh, little fun fact: The group was on. Where did my note just go? Uh, an episode of Dr. Phil in September 2020. I'm definitely gonna go watch that, where Carlson and two members were confronted with claims of abuse, which they denied. According to the affidavits, the sheriff's office has received quote many complaints end quote from families across the country saying Love Has One is brainwashing people and stealing their money. Carlson's followers believe she communicated with angels that she was leading them to a great awakening, the Denver Post reported. The group, which established itself in southern Colorado in 2018, offers, quote, spiritual intuitive ascension sessions and sells spiritual healing, healing products online. Sounds a little uh scientology there, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, a
0: lot of crystal healing and stuff like that. Uh-huh.
1: Um the Love Has One follower, one, lo- one has, Love Has One follower who wrote about the ascension on Saturn also said, quote, Mom has told us all this was coming. She prepared the team and all who feel her, <laughs> this is, this is exactly how he wrote it, and all who feel her for these moments, not mom, it's mom, M-O-M is in caps, moments. Sharing frequently stories of 2018 when the Galactics took mom to the ships and shared with her this was a death mission. Furthermore, he was quoted, we thank everyone for their full surrender to the divine plan. Mom will give you the next step in your heart in every present moment you're there. Mom enters the team are respectfully honoring the process law enforcement require, and we are grateful for their diligence in protecting humanity. Mom deeply loves our law enforcement officers, as she does each and every one of her children. And mm-hmm. that is the story of a wonderful little cult called Love Has Won, who carried around a deceased woman and worshipped her for weeks to months.
0: Well, no, seems, I don't think Love Won. Not in that. I
1: don't think love one at all in that case, but hey, I mean, wouldn't she start to smell?
0: Yeah, and I think maybe it's more likely she was a spider in her former life because uh, I think. But doesn't the mother spider get eaten by her young when they're born?
1: Uh, no. The, do you, Do you want me to really correct you? Because well, it's a black widow, but they they eat their mate after.
2: after oh, they
0: I, eat it, maybe. oh, I thought I thought that uh, in some. Sp- I mean, there's so many species of spiders. True.
1: I mean, there probably are some spiders that eat their children. I mean, that's a horrible species of spider to <laughs> me. I don't want to be that spider personally, especially on Mother's Day. Yes. Um But there you go, Mother God. See? Mother's Day themed.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I did watch like a couple of clips from that Dr. Phil episode. Oh, did you? I think she became – well, every cult leader always becomes corrupted and abusive. Of course. Uh, most of the male cult leaders or maybe all of them are, are usually pervs. Like mm-hmm. David Berg of the um, Children of God called, he was a pedophile and actually encouraged child sexual abuse. Uh but yeah, this woman became a tyrant. Like there's there are videos of her just like screaming and cursing at people. Ugh. Uh, every cult seems to start off with a good idea, but
1: Yeah, they start like super hippie, like yeah, let's just let's be better and, you know, ascend to like a, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, swabbing decks and living in squalor and stealing from people and, you know, who knows?
0: Like, I can, I can dig the whole concept of, you know, dropping out of society, creating totally. your own I don't pe- do that. reality, but the leader is, they always, you know, as they say, absolute power corrupts absolutely. They always become corrupt. They always become tyrannical, like David uh, Koresh. He, Koresh, yep. Uh, yep, yeah, he started uh, becoming abusive with his followers, and yeah, they just have to they have to surrender and submit to the leader absolutely.
1: Oh God, who is the Heaven's Gate? What's his name? I, th- I love how everyone was screaming at me with Ka- Kathleen or
0: Marshall um... Applewhite. That was his name. Yeah, wow. He looked he looked like a guy who would become a cult leader. He no kidding, Loopy, yeah. Uh,
1: Anyway, good times.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, hey, yeah. I mean, I'm t- here's the thing. When we have a commune, it's going to be everybody. There's no leader. You take care of each other.
0: That's- and it's, the main thing is that they're not founded on any religious principles, because that seems to be the problem. They all they start. They're always spiritual or religious, and
2: right.
0: Because I, I guess you know if maybe it's because these people become spiritual leaders that people end up. Uh, worshiping them and, and losing their capacity for critical thinking, because if it was just a commune where it's just like maybe you had a manager or something, maybe it wouldn't turn out that way. But when you convince people I'm God or I'm a prophet, then uh, depending on their beliefs, they can end up being brainwashed into doing yes. irrational things. Yeah.
1: Well, and there's actually a, a certain type of person that is more apt to – be able to be kind of indoctrinated and brainwashed into cer- certain kinds of things like that. And also it's, you know, um, depending on what you're going through, like yeah. was, was going through COVID when you're very alone and you don't have anybody, you know, we're all sitting in our houses for uh, a year. You're looking for something to kind of feel a part of not saying that that's this is, but that's kind of how people get, they're like, Oh wait, this, this makes me feel good. Uh, I feel special
0: with these people. and, and you know. Well, we the comment is many of them are estranged from their families,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which can be really painful. And, and Looking for acceptance. And when someone uses that word family, you know, you're part of our family, that's very seductive. It's hard to, to say no to that.
1: Absolutely. That's I how
0: people get drawn into cults. It's just like Charles Manson. He didn't call it a cult. He didn't refer to it any, by anything else. He called it a family. He said, this is our family. And, that's how he was able to talk those people into stabbing people 70 times each.
1: That's a powerful word. You're right, Morgan.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's a, so, I mean, he was crazy, but also kind of, I guess, smart in terms of recognizing that yep. so he understood human psychology and found exact kind of people who had been turned away from their families. Like I think Lynette, from was uh squeaky i think she. squeaky
1: yeah squeaky
0: yeah i think she was a street person you know he just she was like dr- just drifting she was alone and
1: and when you find somebody that like gives you that kind of you know gives you that feeling and you're in a family i, I mean i get it and it was the 70s
0: <laughs> yeah I, my favorite charles manson quote apropos to nothing but i loved it when he said uh you, being crazy used to mean something now everybody's crazy that's that. a
1: beautiful quote let's yeah. put that on a shirt
0: because everybody's pretty much convinced i mean it seems like almost everybody's convinced these days that they have a mental illness and
1: oh i mean i i do yeah. i have like 47 of them which one do you
0: want <laughs> or like uh, autism that's been over diagnosed in children it's like everyone yeah. everyone's crazy now it's got yep. a little hand and uh yeah, it's not meaningful anymore. You know?
1: I like that. Let's put that on a let's put that on a humo on a future of humo shirt.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Start okay. taking some good serial killer quotes. Exactly. What do you got for me now?
0: Well, I did do that episode of Serial Killer Quotes, but I can't remember if that one's in there or not. It might be. But that was Ooh. so long ago. Um let me see. So my number two story is uh the headline is Father charged with killing wife. And propping her up on the sofa with sunglasses, and told kids, "Mommy's drunk." Oh, okay. Talk about a Mother's Day story, eh? So well,
1: wow. don't hold back. Yeah. Holy the hell!
0: A California father reportedly placed his wife on the couch and put sunglasses over her eyes as their children opened Christmas gifts. Okay. Prosecutors alleged in March that William Wallace, 39 told his kids that their mom, uh, Zazel Preston, 26, was unresponsive because she was drunk as they unwrapped gifts at their Anaheim home. Mm-hmm. Uh, troubling details of the 2011 incident, so this is yeah, many years ago, emerged during Wallace's murder trial earlier this year, where Senior Deputy District Attorney Heather Brown told jurors that Wallace allegedly dragged his wife's body from the bedroom to the living room after an argument that turned violent on Christmas Eve, Wallace reportedly placed his wife on the couch and put sunglasses over her eyes. Um, Grace noted that Wallace called 911, but hung up the phone when the operator began to instruct him how to administer CPR. Oh. When, yeah, good. when paramedics arrived, Preston was reportedly slumped over on the couch. Um, what idiot wouldn't try to do CPR? Grace asked. They were telling him, here's how you do it. You have to move her on the floor. And he hung up on the the operator. Um, Shady. Wallace reportedly denied any foul play during the trial, insisting that Preston died of a drunken accident after she tripped and fell into a glass table.
1: Okay.
0: So those kids are scarred for life.
1: How old were the kids, does it say?
0: Um. I'm get I don't know it doesn't say how old they were. Huh. Uh but says children so I'm presuming oh. they Um he was 39 at the time so yeah they were probably very young And she children. was
1: only you said 24. So that's actually a pretty big
0: 26 yeah. Oh, so 26, they,
1: not pretty big but I mean a decent.
0: Yeah, prepubescent children most likely.
1: Definitely. Ugh. I mean, well, yeah, that's that's a great Christmas there for you. Thanks. Thanks, Dad.
0: It's bad enough if you're fighting with your spouse in front of the kids. That's traumatic enough. But to have her, her corpse propped up with sunglasses on while they're Jesus. opening gifts. I'd
1: was, also like to know where her blood alcohol content was. i have to look into that one.
0: Yeah, it must have been pretty high because, uh, we were to be knocked out for that. Or what? Then again, a lot of people, that's a common thing to a Christmas, so a lot of people overdo it on the alcohol and, uh, it's a busy time for paramedics and other first responders, people getting alcohol poisoning and mm. blacking out. Like I actually had an experience on Christmas Eve once where it was like a little get together and this woman there drank this bottle of vodka straight. It's like the size of like, um, the little plastic bottles of Pepsi, I guess. Yeah. Drank things straight and she passed out. We couldn't rouse her. Like I thought she was like dead. Like Holy
1: crap, man.
0: And finally, they took her away in the ambulance. She woke up in the hospital and said, "Christmas is ruined." Well, you could practice some moderation, lady. Yeah,
1: yeah, guys, let's calm. I mean, let's be professionals here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good Lord. All right. So, what's your next story?
1: Okay, so this is a Florida case. It's an older case, but um, there has been some new news. Something just happened last week. So I did want to talk about it. It's a really gruesome. It was a really horrible story. Um. So my Florida peeps might know about it. Some of your Canadian peeps because it was kind of a big thing. But here we go. Michael Hernandez was a promising young student in Florida until he decided he wanted to become a serial killer and would start with a classmate. Oh. According to court documents. Michael Hernandez would lead the student to a school washroom where he proceeded to stab him to death. Let me pause real quick after that beautiful introduction and tell you, number one, he was 14 years old.
2: Fourteen. Number Fourteen.
1: Number two, he was going to do this the day before, and he tried to get two students to go into the bathroom, but one of the students felt weird about it, and therefore they walked away smart man.
0: Yeah, he might be a little sketchy.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, this teen killer would soon be arrested and his story fell apart quickly. Hernandez was sentenced, would be sentenced uh, to life in prison without the possibility of parole, which is an interesting case because he was 14. Yeah. So, you know, that actually came back. We won't get into that right now. That's not what the story is about, but It came back, and they tried to, like, get his sentence changed because he was an adult. So his father says, I was not expecting this at all. Go, said. He said he and his wife still talk of wait, hang on, getting ahead of myself. After Jamie's body, forget that, strike that, reverse it. After Jamie's body was found, a teacher noticed blood on Hernandez and notified police. It was discovered that Hernandez had become fascinated with serial killers. Hey, don't judge us all. Studying them online, he had made a list of people he wanted to slay, including Jamie, who was who he killed. He was found guilty in 2008 of first-degree murder after a jury rejected his insanity plea. Mm. Um, Jorge Go, Jamie's father, told the Miami Herald that he was shocked. Um, He also said, I was not expecting this at all. He said he and his wife still talk about their son, who is 31. Not in a bad way. He was a straight-A student who played violin. That doesn't mean anything, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the the fun part. Uh, Hernandez was serving a life sentence for the February 2004 murder of Jamie Goh um, when they were both 14. Like I said, it was Southwood Middle School in Palmetto Bay, just outside of Miami. Uh, Florida Department of Corrections, however, online records show Michael Hernandez, now age 31, died Thursday, April
2: 29th. Of what?
1: Um, So it says, lost my place. He had been incarcerated at, Col- at uh, Columbia Correctional Institute, about 50 miles west of Jacksonville. No cause of death has been released. Um, they said Hernandez was seen on video collapsing, and no foul play is suspected.:
0: Oh yeah, no foul play, I'm sure yeah.
1: However, um, he was he was, I believe, going to be a pretty bad psychopath. Um, he had some writings that they had found, um, you know, just really dark shit. The kid was just, I don't know why either. I don't think his parents were abusive or anything like that. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I remember the story. Um, But for 14 years old to slice the throat, and that's what he did. He, like, sliced the kid's throat um, and really kind of showed no remorse for it. So I'm sorry, not sorry that he's dead. Don't know if it was intentional or not, but, hey, you know.
2: Well, nobody I'm sure,
0: sure nobody else's story either, with the possible exception of his parents.
1: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, his parents were, like they said, like I said, his dad had said, you know, they, uh, where was it? it? Was another quote he didn't put in here. He said, like, you know, we were just shocked to hear about it, we try to think of him fondly. Um, I'm like, sir, I don't, I'm not quite sure what you think of fondly. Maybe he was like three. Okay, cool. Before he turned into a insane person, but Mm-hmm. You do you. It's hard to say that when you're not the parent. You know, you're not the parent. I hopefully never have to be in that situation.
0: Well, I mean, you know, like like Jeffrey Dahmer at a very early age, like in his childhood, he became obsessed with like bones and animal skeletons, and his his dad taught him how to preserve bones. Yes. Bleaching, like, um, and somehow his father never thought this was a morbid fascination for a little boy, why? But I think, well, I think Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe it may have conveyed that it was more like, it was just a scientific uh, thing. He was just fascinated by anatomy and maybe wanted to be a doctor or something like that. Uh, Maybe that's the way he he presented it. Um, But I guess parental bias is a pretty powerful, powerful thing, right?
1: Um, I would have to say that. Absolutely. I've tried to put myself in these situations so many times and I have to tell you, like, like, thankfully, my children are pretty awesome, but they're they're still young. I'm, I think I'm a pretty decent mom. Um, but I can't tell you how I'd react if my sons came to me. I'm I, – I just – I don't know. I, I guess you don't know and you can't say until you're you're in that situation.
0: So, yeah, um, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but say, like, one of your sons – say you caught one of them in a lie, right? Like, mm-hmm. is like – aside from probably being annoyed – Would you also be, like, shocked, like, I can't believe he actually lied, or does that come along with it, too?
1: I don't think so much, because my my children have lied to me. (laughs) I have got them in lies. And then I just do the whole, I make them, I feel, I try not to yell, because that just doesn't really do anything. You tell them you're disappointed. I find that works better, because you really don't want to disappoint somebody. That's yeah, yeah. a worse thing to feel is just, dis- oh, I disappointed mom, you know. So, yeah. oh, by the way, he stabbed him more than 40 times and slit his throat, by the way. Fun fact. There you go.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. so, yeah, so, he meant it. Yeah. It wasn't an yeah. next
1: <laughs> 14 years old. Stabbed yeah. somebody 40 times. Nope. Uh,
0: this is like a really morbid thing. How with these, so many of these incidents almost seem to be baked into that generation, the, all these young kids committing these horrific murders. I don't know what's gone wrong, why that's happening so much. Um, did we hear about these kind of things when you know, we were growing up in the 80s and 90s? I mean, they happened occasionally, but, I mean, Columbine, that was that
1: – That was that – was,
0: That didn't happen. I mean, I don't think I had heard of anything like that happening before it did.
1: I personally think that stuff like this probably happened, but we did not have social media or an Internet to get the stories out. So I believe, yeah, they're probably – it's always – we've always been surrounded by human monsters. We just now have more access to it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, they happen occasionally. There was actually one here in Canada. um, It's funny, Scott Thompson of the kids in the hall was actually going to this high school where this kid – went on a shooting rampage. And then in, uh, in the 80s, uh, this kid read this short story by Stephen King called Rage, which was actually about a, a teenager who sh- shoots a bunch of people and, uh, at his high school. And then this kid who read it went and actually did that. Hmm. But it, these incidents were so so rare, but now it, they're not. They're just happening so much. And
1: Yeah, well, and I think, again, in my opinion – We've grown. Think about, you know, from 1900 to 1950, as opposed from 1950 to like 2000 and then from 2000 to where we are now. The difference between the growth in that, especially technologically speaking, the advance. are I think technology and what we are doing now have not our brains have physically not caught up to be able to deal with all the shit that we have to deal with right now. So it's overwhelming. And then you wonder why we have anxiety and depression and. You know, ADD, it's like, this is too much, too fast. Let's slow it down a little bit. But again, that's just my thought. You know, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. We I, we used to just play out in the yard. Now my kids have to
2: bring oh, yeah.
1: computers home, and they have 47 hours of homework. It's like, dude, we just went apple picking and played in the creek, you know?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And social media has has made everyone more narcissistic and mm-hmm. f- for attention. I mean, I think – I'd have to I, – I admit I, I've become a little bit uh, – I've become more oriented that way, though certainly there are people who are much worse, like the people, oh, on, yeah. the people on Instagram just dying to be influencers, and which is kind of sad, really, but uh, everyone Ew. wants
1: oh, – Yeah, it is sad.
0: It's well, that's the unfortunate thing is, you know, the only guaranteed way to get famous – is through by committing horrific acts of violence. If you kill 10 people, there's no way you're not going to be in the papers, whereas whatever else you can do to get famous, like, uh, you know, being in show leads If it bleeds,
1: good- it leads.
0: Yeah, right. So that's, if, yeah, if you want to be somebody, you can be somebody horrible, and that, that'll that work out well for you. So. And some
1: people's ego do that. That's Some narcissists are like, okay, screw it. I'm a psychopath and a narcissist, so I'm just going to, I want to I be known. I want to be known, and this is how I'm going to do it.
0: Yep. Yep. Who knows? Natural born killers kind of predicted that in a way. Yep. Without the internet being part of the narrative, but yeah, yeah, how uh, serial killers and other offenders have really become their own um, celebrities in their own right.
1: Although you know, it's funny, we haven't had any serial killers in a very long time. Well, I think obviously it's because you know our Forensics have, have obvious, you know, with being able to DNA and all that kind of stuff, it's a lot harder to get away with murder. Yeah. But I've thought about that. I'm like, wow, there hasn't, hopefully, hopefully, I'm, listen, I'm not asking for serial killers, guys. Please, That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just been a minute. Like, I think the 70s were, were the serial killers' heyday, back when everyone was hitchhiking and hippie and free love. And, yeah, man, hop in, let's go. But everyone's scared of everyone now. We don't even answer our doors.
0: Well, the FBI says there's always, like, active serial killers. They just can't catch them. And it seems to me, because I know a lot of serial killers are actually influenced by Hmm. other serial killers. So maybe they've been reading the true crime literature, and they're learning from other murderers. Yeah, maybe they're
1: better at it, and they're not getting caught. God, that's a really scary thought, Morgan. You had to turn (laughs) it around and make it horrible. Of course you did. It's human monsters. Like,
0: like, see, like BDK, he almost – he, he would be a free man right now if he yep. hadn't been so addicted to the publicity. Yep. And he slipped up in a really stupid way, but he oh. almost got away with it. But he just, uh, he just had this obsession like he, BDK's gotta live on in infamy and. yep. And but boy, did that guy, that guy looks evil. Not every serial kill actually looks evil, but he looks.
1: He looks like, say, yeah. Yeah. Like. De- demonic for sure, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Jesus. See, and I've been kind of wrestling with this idea for a long time, and maybe a lot of people would be opposed to it because they might say maybe it infringes on civil liberties, and they could be right. Bring it. Speaking, so everybody who's ever undergone medical treatment has had to you know, give blood samples and other samples. Yep. What, what if everyone's DNA was just submitted to law enforcement, and that way they could – solve cold cases. I mean Okay.
1: So, funny thing you say that. Um another podcast I was li- I was listening to um a couple weeks ago brought that subject up and it was Paul Holes who was on the podcast talking about this and he's the one who broke um the story. Uh Paul Holes.
2: Paul Holes was that an offender or was that
1: uh <clears throat> No, he was a cold case investigator, and he is is best known for he, – he solved the Golden State Killer case.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. And
1: it was using advanced methods um, of genealogy and DNA. And so what I was saying before I accidentally hung up on you like an idiot, Um, they now – so they – like the 23andMe and all those DNA sites, legally, right now, they cannot – you cannot um the law enforcement can't use those. They have to uh um, give it to you. They they have to you know be willing for it to go into that database. You can opt in to put your DNA in there. There's also, I think, a company and a site where you can purposely go put your DNA and, and allow your DNA to be put into um CODIS or whatever the heck it is that they use to find DNA. And they're solving a lot of cold cases with that. Because like somebody's great 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 uncle or grandfather, they've never been able to, you know, and now you have now they have DNA to link it and they're finding these people and solving these cases and it's really extraordinary and pretty outstanding.
0: Well, so, I guess you have to make sure not to kill
1: anybody and then Yeah, won't. man. It's getting it's getting real hard. But yeah, I kinda wanna go put I'm just I'm afraid to put my DNA. I'm like, oh god, what if I'm if I'm related to somebody who's killed somebody, I don't want to know, I don't think.
0: Yeah, that is that is another – that's an important issue because, uh I mean, certainly if uh they find a match, but it's not the person who committed the crime, then that could be problematic too. But I suppose there's other ways to analyze the
2: data.
1: Oh, no, they've gotten it down to a science, and that's what this guy, Paul Holes, and a couple of people he worked with, that's what they did one i mean it's it's truly remarkable if anybody's interested in going to read his story and i'm sure a lot of people who are into the kind of stuff we listen to know who he is um but it's it's really truly the work and effort they put into this you know just the just the golden state killer case and and the um tech, technology now to be able to do that is remarkable
2: Oh totally yeah
1: so
0: all right. So my third story is uh, the headline goes: A father and three sons accused of selling industrial bleach as a miracle cure face for COVID face federal charges. Reports the uh, the A P. That's the source of the story. Mark oh. John sixty two, Jonathan thirty four, Joseph thirty two, and Jordan twenty six could face life sentences if convicted in connection with a product called Miracle Mineral Solution which the FDI, FDA says actually becomes chlorine dioxide once ingested, a bleach whose what? typical uses involve the treatment of textiles, industrial water, pulp, and paper. Mark Greenon is the Archbishop of the Genesis Two Church of Health and Healing based in Bradenton, Florida.
1: Oh, Bradenton! That's like an hour and a half from me.
0: Is that a small place?
1: Bradenton, um, not super small now. Uh,
0: so they sold the bleach solution from there. Uh, the green ons have been advertising the solution for years as a cure for COVID, uh, autism, cancer, and other wow. illnesses.
1: Wow, mm.
0: but they did. They got national attention last year when they asked uh, then President Trump to grant them protection from the FDA. Before I go on. I'm not making any political statements. Neither I saw, am
1: I. I learned my lesson. Sorry, guys. Nothing political. No further. I got you. Heard.
0: I saw that. how that blew up. In our face.
1: <laughs> it was really bad. I apologize. Morgan had nothing to do with my statements, guys. He's amazing. No more politics. I got you. Murder only.
0: If End politicians case. happen to feature as part of the stories, we'll mention their names, but exactly state any positions politically. Perfect. So the FDA issued a warning about the product, Duh which the Green Ons <laughs> are in a shit in their backyard. I don't know, making it. I guess, can't you just buy Javex, I guess? So last year, the New York Times reports, a federal indictment alleges the Green Ons made more than a million dollars. They're also accused of criminal contempt for violating court orders to stop selling the product. They marketed the bleach solution through their church. Who because,
1: the fuck is buying this, though?
0: I don't know. I, I guess their congregation.
1: Oh, my uh, god, like, guys, come
0: on. Well, actually, come say, on. It's weird because they describe their flock as non-religious. Uh, one of the founders, Jim Humble, has said that he is, quote, a billion-year-old god from the Andromeda galaxy.
1: Oh, he's so humble. Very <laughs> humble of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what?
1: He's hanging out with Mother God.
0: Yeah, that must be it, yeah, drinking bleach cocktails. And totally. Humble has not been charged in the case uh, the Times reports it's unclear whether anyone suffered ill effects from ingesting the solution, though an earlier Spectrum News article told people we're getting sick from use of the product. Well, yeah, no shit. It's bleach. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, Morgan. Um, I have some bleach if you want me to send some to you. I can make you a good cocktail. And then oh, yeah. To- okay,
0: oh, no. Bleach here, yeah. I can... Or something in a martini glass. I martini guess.
1: glass, yeah, a little salt around the rim. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I don't care how brainwashed you are. I think most people have enough sense not to drink bleach. So
1: Apparently not, because no. they, he made more than a million dollars. So
0: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so what, what's your third story?
1: Oh, this is a good one as well. We are going to travel. We're going to travel. do. Sorry, when I when I when I'm trying to look for something, I make stupid noises like that. And I also do that at work because I, I work on a phone. My, my patients love it. Yeah, um. Fun. OK. UK, we're going to the UK. A woman who is convicted of murder. Let me pull this up over here. Perfect. Here we are. Okay. Uh, Convicted in 2020, murder and dismemberment of her roommate has just been sentenced to 23 years in prison. It's a good way of starting out a story, eh? Yeah, yeah. Garika Gordon, 28, was sentenced today. That would have been Tuesday, March 4th. So, what, four or five, six, five days ago? Uh, at Bristol Crown Court to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 23 years and six months for the murder and dismemberment of 28-year-old Phoenix Nets, uh, who's a beautiful girl, um, by the way, um, ex-boyfriend who they spoke with of Nets of Phoenix said, she told me, uh, the one other friend of hers, and one other friend of hers, that she had been raped, oh, I'm sorry, whoa, back up. Nets was killed on April 16th, 2020, days after she supposedly rebuffed Gordon's sexual advances. So apparently Garica Gordon tried to come on to her and she, you know, said no. Uh, she wrote to her mom. Um, it says, There's a girl who here who keeps asking me to be sexual. Nets wrote in a message a week before her sling, according to the BBC. I think I'm going to move back to London. It's scaring me, lol. Um, She actually was planning to move back to live with her parents in London at the time of her death, but hadn't been uh, delayed by coronavirus restrictions. So that really freaking sucks. Um, Nets did admit uh, to murdering and dismembering Phoenix Nets, her roommate and former friend. They had been roommates living together. They were living in like a, I think it was like a hostel kind of accommodation, you know, like a group, group kind of a home. And they were roommates there. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Nets body was found burned and stuffed into two suitcases in the forest of Dean. Um, after killing Nets, Gordon impersonated her. Detectives later learned Gordon sent texts, emails, voice notes to Nett's friends, relatives, and parents pretending to be the murdered woman in order to cover up the killing. She also downloaded an app that allowed her to edit voice messages and ultimately alter her voice to sound more like Phoenix Nets. Which, you're a horrible piece of human shit, but whatever. Um She also scoured the internet. Okay, first of all, guys, if you're going to murder somebody, please stop searching shit like this on the internet. She searched terms like, how do killers get caught? Can someone recover from getting stabbed? And can a body burn to ashes with petrol? Because that's not suspicious at all.
0: Yeah, you might want to delete the cookies at least. I mean, guys,
1: try a little bit. Um. So uh, um the the thing is, okay, let me go back down here. Uh, high court judge Justice Cuts described Gordon as a wicked, callous and very dangerous young woman, uh sentencing Gordon to life with a minimum term of 23 years, which is not long enough, and 6 months at Bristol Crown Court. Judge uh, Miss Justice Cuts described Miss Nets as a deeply loved person. Miss Nets was the granddaughter. This is a fun fact. Granddaughter of a music photographer. His name was Barry Wenzel. He captured stars such as Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles in their prime. Um, mm. Her future was looking bright, shining and promising a fresh start was ahead of her. It was just, you know, she was, she was on the way to having a better life. However, um, I think she had a little bit of a rough upbringing. Um, she had told one of her ex-boyfriends um, that she had been raped by a drug dealer. I think she would gotten into a little bit of drugs when she was younger. She was, kinda, she was kind and quiet, but she was also vulnerable, and she didn't have a great childhood after her parents had split up. But she was pulling herself out, trying to do better, and then this human monster piece of trash decided to dismember her with a saw, cut her up, put her in suitcases, and then throw her in to a forest which she got caught doing
0: um did he learn nothing from dennis Nielsen?
1: yeah right (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh so the last quote it was just um the judge had said you robbed her of that fresh start you took her from the support of parents who loved and cherished her and super sad and um yeah, this girl was a liar. She tried really hard to get away with it. Um She got caught by officials, like, kind of almost red, red-handed. And they had seen the suitcases, and she tried to, like, push them away, and they thought there was, like, drugs in them until they opened them and then realized it was um uh body parts that had been cut up. So it was a pretty gruesome uh, scene for them.
2: Uh, these things don't happen
0: very often in england but when they do they're usually really horrifying agreed (laughs) yeah
1: agreed yeah so
0: the murder of james bulger these two little boys i don't know occasionally a brit snaps and when they murder someone they really get psychotic you know i mean
1: and and to burn that like just how i don't understand how you first okay let me go buy a saw no, first, let me Google some shit on, on the internet, like a moron. Then I'm going to go buy a saw. Then I'm going to cut you up, and I'm going to light you on fire, and then I'm going to put you in suitcases and then try to act like I'm going to get Guys. No. You have to, you have Those to are be so smart. many mistakes. Those are so many murdery mistakes.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: So my Not next that story- we're
1: professionals, but I'm sure we could probably do better if we had to.
0: Yeah, yeah, after everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: If we've um, learned nothing, we know not to freaking Google shit.
0: Yeah, right, not to leave those the, those breadcrumbs behind. The cookies. Yeah, so my next story is uh, basically involves a classic horrible boss. Oh. Um, a former upstate New York sub shop manager has pleaded guilty to helping the store's owner kill a 22-year-old employee because she was, quote, causing problems for him over back pay, say authorities. So on April 30th, James Duffy, 35, of Johnstown, pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in connection with the death of Elizabeth Lamont of Gloversville on October 28th, 2019, at a local substation, uh, which is a sub shop in that town. Uh, So shortly after Lamont was killed, Duffy said in a court-filed statement to investigators that owner Giorgios Cacavelos, 52, of Boston Spa, told him that Lamont, quote, was causing problems for him at the labor board because he owed her money, according to the Daily Gazette. Uh, Duffy was the store's manager, told investigators that they spent three days planning the killing. Um, their indictment states that uh, Cacavallos paid James A. Duffy to kill or assist him in killing Smith in Johnstown. Uh, so on the night of October 28th, 2019, Duffy attacked Lamont with a baseball bat inside the sub shop. Hmm. Um, and Kukovellas was on hand with a garbage bag, and she died of multiple blunt force trauma to the head and uh, was reported missing immediately after. Her body was found three days in a shallow grave off a highway exit in Malta, a town in the United States, of course. Uh, so the, yeah they, they tried to cover up her killing by burying her in the shallow grave they covered it with branches and fertilizer um, they they figured this would make her body decompose faster but i'm pretty sure lime uh makes it decompose faster yes. um and they were yes yeah, so charged with second degree murder and also concealment of a human corpse uh, they were also charged with secondary conspiracy, two counts of concealment of a human corpse, and six counts of tampering with physical evidence. Uh, they pleaded guilt, not guilty to all charges. Uh, Brave, they were in- bold.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh,
2: let me see. Yeah, it doesn't so- doesn't say what his sentence was, so I think, yeah, that case
0: is...
1: Pending, did- probably.
0: Yeah, either pending or just, it's an it is kind of an old article, but uh huh.
2: well,
0: imagine that, eh? You you just want a couple hundred dollars in back pain, your boss beats you to death with a baseball bat. Uh,
1: uh yeah, that that would be really, really shitty. Um
0: That's a really bad bosses, not quite that bad though. Uh,
1: no kidding. I'm I'm actually very thankful that I, I have an amazing – I've have well, I've had some shitty bosses too, I think we all have, but that's that's pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not a that's not a good look.
0: Have you uh, Have you ever experienced anything like sexual harassment or anything like that? Oh, you...
1: I think, I think almost probably any woman alive at some point has experienced sexual harassment. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes.
0: You're like right inside the workplace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Often. More than you think, actually.
0: Did you, did you bring any of them to justice
1: or? Um, it was never, it's never been anything where it crossed a line for me to do that. I'm a pretty tough bitch, not saying that it's acceptable, but I will stand up for myself if I, if I, if you go too far, like I'll, you know, I'll, I'm now not when I was younger, probably. I'm, when I was younger, I could have been taken advantage of. And I'm sure there were definitely things said to me that made me very uncomfortable. But, you know, I was, I was too young to say anything, didn't say anything. Um, but thankfully, you know, I, I grew up. I do have a strong, uh, mom and grandma, and my dad's extremely respectful of women. And, um, you know, I have, I have some good people around me who've taught me to be a stand up for myself.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it, there's also a lot of gray area, right? Cause like, isn't there, sometimes you, you can get a vibe from someone, but how can you really describe that to somebody, you know, like in terms of reporting? Like, yeah, I get feeling Bob is, is acting inappropriate to me, but he didn't say or do anything specific that was inappropriate, but I just feel uncomfortable around him. I mean, can yeah. they even do
2: about that?
1: Or like, I've had like coworkers that will, <laughs> the, like, stare at my chest while they're talking to me oh yeah,
2: yeah yeah
1: which is really obvious and i don't know why but that's not it is what it is but or just you know that the you know sexual innuendos or jokes and sometimes it goes too far and you're like no bro you crossed the line you know you gotta there you got you can be fun in the workplace but you don't go there like don't be disrespectful kind of know your Know what's appropriate. We're adults. We should know what's appropriate and not appropriate at this point. And taking advantage of anybody, man, male, female, you know, trans, anything, um, in a position of power or anything like that is unacceptable. So, yeah, true. And I, w- yeah. I would stand up for somebody if I saw that happening also. So do that, guys. You know, see something, say something. Can't say that enough.
0: Well, I think they usually keep it usually conceal it for most people. I think they're usually discreet enough to make sure no one else sees it. Not always. No?
1: Some people are really quite blatant.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I remember I did know a guy who, yeah, he didn't make any effort to conceal it at all. He'd be staring at the woman's chest with, like, a smile mm-hmm. on his face.
2: mm mm-hmm. yeah,
0: Everyone knew about it, but I don't yep. know. Well, all
2: right, so what's your next story?
1: Let me see. Okay, so this one is interesting um so this is as an old it's an old case, but they just had a break um, speaking of DNA um, it was in uh, out of Edinburgh, Texas <clears throat> it started out it said that the article I, I first read said a mother is someone who will See, another Mother's Day story. A mother is someone who will love you unconditionally. Almost two decades later, a mother was able to put her son to rest, but his death remains unsolved. Uh, Benjamin Benetti was described as a handsome 19-year-old man from Zion, Illinois. On May 8, 1992, Benetti's body was found by irrigation workers in a ditch north of his home uh, tr- so it gives the address. We don't need that. The autopsy results showed that he had been stabbed about a week before he was discovered. Manetti um, was in the Rio Grande Valley. He was there to marry a 17-year-old girl from McAllen. He met the young lady while her parents were sent to Illinois for work. Um, he introduced her, the girl, to his mom. He said they were going to. Mar- he was going to marry her in the valley. Uh, the mom took a picture of him with his fiance. He left, and that was the last time she ever saw him. That was in March 1992. Um, a week after Benetti's body was discovered, his mom received a call from a mechanic in the Rio Grande Valley. The mechanic told the mom Benetti had left his car in the shop to get fixed and never picked it up. Uh, the car had nothing, just the mother's phone number on a paper. Benetti's fiance, the 17 year old girl, was contacted by police after his mother reported him missing. She, the 17 year old told them Benetti had received a call and told her he needed to go to Mexico. That was the last time she saw him. The girl never reported Benjamin missing because her family made, would make, because her family made fun of her. The family told her Benjamin had left and used her. Really nice family, by the way. Very supportive. Mm -hmm. Good job, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking for closure, Bernetti's mother submitted her DNA to the National Missing and Unidentified Person System. There you go, guys. It's NAMUS. It's a national resource for uh, center for missing, unidentified, and unclaimed person cases. A year or maybe two years after the mom did that, someone called her saying her DNA had been matched with a John Doe. It ended up being their John Doe, who was her son. Um, the mother was able to retrieve Benetti's remains from the Hillcrest Cemetery in Edinburgh and give him a proper funeral. He was buried in Maple Park Cemetery. Oh, I'm gonna I'm a little bit emotional on this one. Um, his case is still open um, and unsolved. So if anybody has any information, they can go to Hildago or call Hildago County Sheriff's Office at nine five six three eight three eight one one four. You can call anonymous anonymously to uh Hidalgo County Crime Stoppers. The hotline is nine five six 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 eight eight four seven seven but rest in peace a little sweet Benjamin Benetti. And hopefully he gets some justice.
2: Yeah absolutely. Boy this family
0: let him down uh...
1: yeah yeah, yeah, that would be hard. I, that's a hard one. Gosh, man, good job, Rach. Mother's Day, way bring it in.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know,
1: this it, is our job.
2: It, well, they say you can't
0: shoot your family, and uh, that which is unfortunate, but but true. And families, they do let they do let each other down, and uh, um, sometimes in really terrible ways.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. exactly. But look how cool it is that her submitting her DNA helped find her son.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Isn't, that
1: am- isn't that incredible?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: She never gave up, and she finally found him. Now we just got to find out who killed him.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. My next story is... um. Is- uh, a sixth-grade girl is in custody after oh. allegedly opening fire in her Idaho middle school, injuring three people. So oh. yes, this girl again, she's about probably 12 years old. Uh sixth She opened grade? fire. Sixth grade, yeah. Oh uh,
1: yeah, so she's probably yeah 11
0: or 12. Yes. So this happened Thursday morning. Uh, she Holy three crap. She injured three people before she was disarmed by a teacher. Um, authorities responded to Rigby, Medical, Middle, Rigby Middle School in Rigby, Idaho, around nine fifteen a.m. So this happened like first thing in the morning. Wow. A um, girl whom police have not identified allegedly pulled a handgun from her backpack and fired multiple rounds in the hallway and outside the school. Um a female teacher managed to disarm the student and keep hold of her until authorities arrived. Um the, the authorities have not the authorities have not determined what the motive for the attack was. Um but but I figure at such a young age the motive is probably just completely insane, right? Um so Jefferson County prosecuting attorney Mark Taylor told reporters that upon completing an investigation his office will fire, file appropriate charges, possibly including three counts of attempted murder. Hmm. Uh, two students and custodian were shot, but all sustained non-life-threatening injuries and are expected to survive. So that's good. That's a good silver lining there. Yes. Uh, the adult victim was released from the hospital Thursday afternoon after receiving treatment. Uh, two students were held overnight for their injuries, but... Uh, Ultimately, I guess if they were just there for one night, it wasn't so bad. Right. Uh, one of the students need surgery. Um, So, yeah, just a little bit, bit more supporting information along those lines. So, uh, yeah, I actually, I thought of you after I read that story because you do, both of your sons are in elementary school, and uh, whenever you hear about this or, or Newtown or any of these mass casualty incidents involving children, like, does that, Put a lump in your throat when you think of your kids?
1: I think about it on a regular basis. I'm not joking. Several times a week when I drop my sons off at school, I I legitimately have a fear of leaving them there. And that that is the God's honest truth. Um, Mm. Also, what is disturbing to me is the fact that this happened this week, and I have not seen one damn fucking news story on it. That's how common school shootings are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's not really raising. In it's any other not okay.
1: In. That is not okay. That is a problem. And I'm, again, I'm not going to get political, but how the hell is a 12 year old getting a gun in a school? You know, like, ugh, it's, well, I, it's I, horrifying. I, Every time I let my kids out, you know, to, you think they would be safe in a school. And, you know, my school has strict things. Like you have to show an ID and you got to hit a buzzer and, you know, it's all fenced around, thank goodness, but it, it, you never know. You never know.
0: What do you think of the idea of installing metal detectors? I mean, it kind of creates an atmosphere of paranoia, but I guess if it protects the kids, it's a good thing, isn't it?
1: I mean, is it, is it creating a, a paranoia, though, if it's something that is just I, – I get that it's maybe overboard, but guess what? If it saves somebody from being killed, you'll get used to it, just like we get used to everything else that we have to do, like wearing masks every day. We didn't think we'd have to do that, do we? But we do, you know? You have to walk through a metal detector before you go to school. Okay. that's you know, it, it, it's, it's a precaution. Anything to save, you know, people from getting harmed, children especially in a school. Yeah. I just, I, unfathomable. It's it's a terrifying thought. It terrifies me. Well,
0: I'm wondering what kind of effect it has on kids who have gone to schools where that kind of thing has happened, like, in the long term. Like, it, they must, it must they must lose their innocence and kind of be mm-hmm. jaded yep. or something, you know.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, remember the story I told last week about Mr. Shreby's, um when I was in high school, you know, him getting murdered and the other little girl who got murdered when I was in fourth grade. But again, that's probably why I'm obsessed with. Like I said, I want to be aware of all those crazy people.
2: <clears throat>
1: the more you know, the more prepared you can be, I suppose. But also, yeah, I'd like to know why, what the the reason. Like maybe she's got a bad home life. Maybe she's a psychopath. Like I don't know. That's very young. And also, you don't hear about a, not saying that all of them are male, but you don't really hear about a lot of girls that that do that often. At least I I haven't.
2: Well, I mean, considering how vicious
0: girls can be to each other and oh, in are yeah. high, that's true. The next episode podcast is about that. Actually, I'm surprised oh, that doesn't happen more often.
1: You make a damn good point.
2: Yeah. So, Although I was uh, just,
1: I was innocent and sweet. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Oh,
0: I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so what's your next story?
1: Where's my next story? My next story. <clears throat> ooh, it's from Australia. This one I found and got really interested in, so I'm excited to tell you about it and then get your take on what the hell is going on here because it I don't know where I stand. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. hold up <clears> throat> okay. Kathleen Fulbig was found guilty in two thousand three. In 2003, so this is a while ago, right, of smothering her children. Nearly two decades after an Australian woman was convicted of murder of her four children, a growing list of scientists say they believe she's innocent. That's how we're starting, okay? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Kathleen Fulbig was found guilty in 2003 of smothering her children Caleb, Patrick, Sarah, and Laura each before their second birthday after she reported finding them one after another lifeless in their cribs. Uh, Caleb was 19 days old. Patrick was eight months. Sarah was 10 months and Laura was a year and a half. Um, Patrick's death was attributed to sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. Uh, Patrick, died February 13th, 1991, his death certificate noting he was blind and choked due to epileptic fits. Okay, so this is what they're saying. Then they're saying Sarah died August 30th, 1993, with SIDS listed as the cause. Laura died March 1999. The doctor at the time recorded the cause of death undetermined, citing the deaths of her siblings. She was sentenced to 40 years in prison for murder and manslaughter with a non-parole period of 30 years, which was reduced to 25 years after an appeal. Now, 18 years into her sentence, a group of 90 scientists have submitted a petition to pardon Fulbig for what they call a miscarriage of justice. There is no medical evidence, quote, unquote, to support the prosecution's case that Fulbig smothered each of her children, the scientists argue. Instead the group says they believe that the babies have died of gen- may have died of genetic causes. That's in 2018, awesome. geneticists found that both Sarah and Laura had a genetic mutation in the CALM2 gene, which can cause sudden death in infants and children according to the petition. Joseph gets a pediatric geneticist who signed the petition pardon acknowledged to the newswire, that there was stronger evidence of natural death in the girls' cases. He said scientists are still studying potential genetic causes for the boys' deaths. Okay. Um, the petition, the scientists argue that Fulbig's conviction is based in part on the discredited theory coined, I guess this is in Australia, it's called Meadows Law, which assumes that the likelihood of more than two children from one family dying of genetic causes it's so unlikely that there must be foul play involved. So apparently that was a thing, and then they discredited it, and now these scientists are saying it was biased, and they're saying it was this genetic mutation. However, Getz, who works with children suffering rare and fatal disabilities and is one of the 90 experts to sign the petition, explains that this is no longer a scientific supported theory Pro- prosecutors have also uh, used circumstantial evidence including the interpretations of vague entries from Fulbig's journal to make their case uh, so here it is one such entry One such entry read obviously I am my father, father's daughter which prosecutors interpreted as Fulbig admitting that she had quote inherited the sin of killing end quote from her father who stabbed Fulbig's mother to death when Fulbig was 18 months old, according to the AP. Hmm. Odd. But Fulbig has always insisted she didn't harm her children. Her trial trial was based largely on circumstantial evidence and the argument that four deaths within the same family could not have happened by coincidence. Central to the case were closely scrutinized diary entries um, including one of another one, which Fulbig wrote that Sarah, quote, left, period, with a bit of help, period, end quote. And then she said, I say it's me admitting how badly responsible I felt. Which doesn't even freaking make sense. I, I say it's me admitting how badly responsible I felt. Fulbig <laughs> responded, and I will always feel that way. Okay. Mm. Uh She denied this interpretation, testifying that, quote, I believed and thought at the time that my father's actions ruined my life and my life never seemed to go right from there. End quote. Um, The reasonable. OK, so then the, this is the petition, part of the petition that these 90 people have signed. A reasonable person should have doubt about Miss Fulberg or Fulbig killing her four children. OK, you're you're and I are. Determination of reasonable is different, but okay. The petition reads: Deciding otherwise rejects medical science and the law that sets the standard of proof. Ms. Fulbig has suffered and continues to suffer emotional and psychological trauma and physical abuse in custody. The petitioners right. She has endured the death of her four children and has been wrongfully incarcerated without the justice because the justice system has failed her. The application for a pardon will be decided by the governor of New South Wales. A lawyer for Fulbig did not immediately respond for a request to comment
0: uh, Sorry, what did your father do to her again? He, he abused her
1: uh his father killed her mother in oh, front yeah. of her when she was a baby.
0: Mm. well I don't know she wouldn't even remember her, right so how
1: she is wouldn't that? um she so he stabbed her to death when she was eighteen months old, but <laughs> even though she wasn't there to witness that. Knowing that and having a, 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 ma- a male, that not saying that it's all ge- genetic, but there's obviously some mental illness there.
0: Well, I mean, when, if a baby suddenly loses its mother like that, like just instantly, yep. it can result in what mother- disorganized attachment disorder. Um, so that can be a complication when that <clears throat> bond has been broken. Um, so that could be, that could be a part of it. But, uh, I mean, you know, babies are fragile and, and no matter how well they're, they are cared for, SIDS can occur. Of uh, course. Like a hundred years, hundred years ago, there were those farm families where the matriarch was basically pregnant for as long as she had a Seriously. menstrual cycle. Yep. Had like 20 kids and 10 of them would die. I mean, it's, uh, uh, inf- infant mortality, uh, is, is, that's always, you know, kind of uh, the threat that that uh, you have to watch out for. I mean, it, it does sound suspicious, but
1: it's it's. I found I found it very interesting because they're they're putting it on this genetic mutation of these children scientifically, which I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I worked uh, in a laboratory setting for twenty years. Don't I love science and our uh, genetic testing has gotten really outstanding, especially in the past 10 years. We've come a, very far. But I'm wondering, first of all, why now, after 19 years, I guess maybe there's new science that have come out. I, I would like to look into why. And then, you know, four, four of them. That's just, it's really, really An interesting story. So I had to talk about it because I wanted to know how you felt. (laughs) And everybody else, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, I mean, you know, if if DNA is proof she's innocent, then I
2: guess. Well, I mean, there really is
1: no, there is no, yeah, I mean, they can prove that the the children had a genetic mutation, but there, again, there was no there was no evidence, like hard evidence at her trial. It was just circumstantial evidence. And they kind of used her diary entries as like, No, this is why you did this. So I get it. I can see
2: yeah.
1: I can see both it's a it's a oof, I don't know where I lie on that one.
0: Well, it's not like everybody it's not like all the children born to a certain parent are going to get all this genetic configurations. So it's like you know maybe one child may end up being taller than all the others. Yeah. So uh I I don't know if all the kids in the family can inherit the same genetic conditions or not. But uh but it, it can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know it can. If if you have well and and you can have a recessive gene to have a trait. That's why you get genetically tested when you're pregnant for certain trisomies um that they can test for now. And, you know, you can find out as early as 10 weeks at this point, Unfortunately, you know, oh, yeah. if you wanted to discontinue the pregnancy, not saying that you should or shouldn't, that's not my problem, but that's early enough to where, okay, we come back, this is positive. If you want to terminate your pregnancy, you can. However, the problem with that is these tests are not 100%. You can have false negative yeah. and false positive rates. So, really tricky. Well,
2: there's been... And like some debate
0: about uh, whether or not um, genetic editing would be immoral. But I'm thinking if you could find a way to like prevent child from suffering from medical conditions, why not? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, that's going into do a whole other can of worms for sure, because I we could talk we could have a whole separate podcast about that. <laughs>
0: I guess some people are concerned it would end up being like the movie Gattaca where there's like a genetic underclass or something like
1: that. Ah, who knows with people Uh, these days. uh, Listen, half the people that live in my town can't even use a turn signal. I don't know if I trust them to do anything else.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) well, maybe genetic editing could fix that, you know.
1: know, If you could change, yep, I'm all for it. If genetic fucking editing can make people learn how to drive in Florida, I'm for it. That's it.
2: Uh, so my next story uh, involves a man in South Carolina uh, he
0: he kidnapped um, a 14 year old girl in 2006 and raped her uh, her name was Elizabeth Schof uh, he kept her in an underground bunker for 10 days Uh that led him to be sentenced to 421 years in prison and he died there so this is sounds I'm almost sorry like how that. many years in prison? 421, 421 years.
1: Four, he was sentenced to 421 years in prison. Yeah. Okay, okay explain that to me. Like, it, it's fucking dumb. I'm just I'm going to put it right out there. No one's going to, what, are you going to come back, reincarnate, and then your that soul is going to have to finish the rest of 391? What the hell is the point? Change that, whoever is in prison. Uh, yeah. Responsible for sentencing here. Do that. Change it. Okay.
2: Uh, he
0: kill her. He just. But I guess when you consider how everyone feels the sexual abuse of minors, like they just keep upping the ante on the punishments. So uh, yeah, I guess, I'm not surprised that they would react to it that way. It, it is extreme. Just say
1: uh, life without parole.
0: Yeah, or, so, or maybe like. 10, 10 years or 20 years, but that's, I mean, yeah, that is pretty. Even Ariel Castro, they, uh, well, then again, yeah, Ariel Castro got a thousand years. So, yeah, this, Jesus I guess Christ. that's.
1: He deserves a thousand years, though.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: In like the ninth yeah. ring of hell.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And actually, this guy's offenses didn't even really stack up against Ariel Castro's either. He just, it was one oh. victim. Or less time. I mean, Ariel Castro kept his victims. I think it was ten years.
1: I think it was Uh, eleven.
0: Yeah, ten or eleven. Aborted their children. Uh, Not. Not. And I'm not saying this to speak reductively of what this girl experienced here.
2: Yeah. But
0: yeah, you're right. I think. I think 421 years is a bit steep. Yeah, I agree.
1: (laughs) It's just (laughs) not. You might as just you know i I'm trying to think of something smart ass to compare it to, but you're not gonna live four hundred twenty one years so you're sending just life dude like life in no parole that's that's it
0: yeah it says the victim um has is now an advocate for people other people who have experienced these uh ordeals oh, she's an actress you know? so, how old
1: um, was she you said when sh- this happened
0: she was- was 14 when that happened. Oh, yeah.
1: that poor girl. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's kind of like The Lovely Bones, except she survived. So.
1: Oh, bless her.
0: There, what's your next story? Oh, by the way, I I actually had to skip a story because it was the Love Has One cult story. <laughs> I also picked that one. So did you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I was but, wondering when we were gonna pick a story that was the same.
0: Yeah. This is actually Sorry. my last we,
1: story that I had picked out. So let's see. Oh, wait, do I have one more or two more? Hang on.
2: Probably two more,
1: yeah. Um, da da da. I might have done them out of order. Nope, I got them. Nope, I have one more. Wait. All right, so this one's actually not too long. So, um, I ran across it. Guess what? It's a Florida case.
0: Aren't Aren't most of them? <laughs>
1: I mean, like I told you, I live in Florida, so you're going to get a lot of Florida cases. All right. A Florida couple was arrested Monday, April 12th of this past April for allegedly abusing and starving three of the husband's children. Oscar Torres, 40, and his wife Brittany Kirschenhofer, 32, allegedly kept Torres' 17-year-old child, and 16-year-old twins locked in a room and fed them limited amounts of food. That was reported by St. Lucie County Sheriff's Office. St. Lucie County. I'm trying to think where the heck that is. I'm not sure. Uh St. Lucie County Sheriff's uh Chief Deputy Brian Hester said five children were living inside the home and said the other two children had been treated much, much differently. That was quoted. Than the other three, Hester and I wonder if they were hers. Uh Hester said detectives don't believe the other two ages 6 and 9 were abused. There was a chain lock on the door to the bedroom shared by the three victims, Hester said. Hester said one of the teens weighed about You ready for this? 50 pounds. Now, I have a 9-year-old who's a thin child and he weighs 52 pounds. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the teen weighed 50 pounds and was found hallucinating with loss of verbal communication, muscle control and other bodily functions. One of the victims, Yeah. From from absolute just starvation. Um, One of the victims reportedly told detectives they had to secretly scavenge for scraps of food. Hester said there was plenty of food in the home and the home was not in deplorable condition. I call absolute bullshit on that. Uh, Their hip bones were protruding from the pelvic area, and bones along the spine were pushing through the skin of their back and the beginning stages of an open sore. Oh, that's good. Mm.
2: Well,
0: you know, Uh, the brain has to be fed, too, so that can lead to, you know, hallucinations and uh, delirium and what have you. Yeah,
1: I'm just, like, thinking it, like, It was so bad that he had like open sores were coming through his back. Oh god, okay. Uh, medical evaluations all confirmed this condition was a direct result of malnutrition and required a feeding tube to try and gradually bring the children back to the appropriate level of nutrition of their age. Um, Hester said Kirschenhofer is a stay at home mom. Wow. Good job, honey. And was, and was responsible for the children in the household. So you're, so what he's fucking saying is, Okay, let me finish. Hester called this case some of the most appalling examples of child neglect that I have heard in my 26 years in law enforcement. The uh, Florida Department of Children and Families, that's our DCF, removed the children from the home on February 22nd after they received an anonymous complaint on February 10th. The three teenagers are with their mother. the fuck was she to begin with? who reportedly did not know about the alleged abuse. Um, and one news source reported the two other kids, six and nine, were living with other relatives. Oscar Torres and Brittany Kirschenhofer are both charged with three counts of aggravated child abuse and were held in St. Lucie County jail on $90,000 bond each.
0: I'm wondering if, are uh, other aspects of what usually follows in these cases, like were they living in squalor? Were they, for us to relieve themselves in a bucket, that kind of it
2: thing. It sounds like it.
1: I think they were locked in that um, room for the majority of, of, of a day. Um, I don't believe that they – yeah, I think that's exactly what it was. I'm, and since it's a kind of new case, I, I'll, I'm going to try to see if maybe I can keep up with it. That's just uh, heartbreaking. And oh, I'm yeah. wondering if the six- and the nine-year-old are her kids. Because it said, you know, she's a stepmom. Well, not stepmom. I don't know if they were married. But the, that the teenagers are his children. One, wh- why is mom not involved at all? She doesn't know what's going on. You don't talk to your kids. Okay, shitty mom. Um, yeah. Also, <clears throat> shitty dad. Who's trying to blame Kirschenhofer, the stay-at-home, quote-unquote, mom. Don't ever call her that again. That was responsible for the children. You know what? No. These well, she must
2: have,
0: she must have, just, you know, let them go. She must not have been involved in their lives at all, because how could she not notice they're they're emaciated and oh, one hundred percent.
2: Of course. You know. Yep. These,
1: these are pieces of human fucking garbage.
2: Yeah. So her and they mother. And should be treated is, is, Yeah. Totally. Well, this
0: this is another hard. Breaking story. Uh this is gonna be a tough one, I think Yay, for everybody.
1: Great.
0: This is, it's so fun. <laughs> this involves animal abuse. So uh, get your tissues everybody.
1: Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Gonna prepared. I'm gonna get a tissue for real, not even joking. All right. Go ahead.
0: A sixteen year old robbery suspect has been arrested after allegedly beating a police dog to death during a foot chase in Texas. On Monday around 2.39 a.m. local time, officers from the Mesquite Police Department were dispatched to assist the Bulch Springs Police Department in pursuing multiple robbery suspects in a car, according to a news release. Uh, during a chase, police were able to disable the suspect's vehicle uh, with the use of spike strips. The suspects then fled on foot into a wooded area by the highway. Um, and so the police called in the canine. The, the dog's name is Cosmo. So <laughs> Cosmo was brought in to help with tracking the suspects. Um, they were eventually after, they waiting and waiting and waiting for Cosmo and return. And then finally they found him dead at 4 30 a.m. after searching the area. Um, and, uh, they perform autopsies on canines who have been who have died in the line of duty and they found he suffered trauma consistent with an assault uh so the 16 year old juvenile male uh has been charged with interference with a police service animal that's that's actually actual charge uh causing injury or death so just because it's uh a dog doesn't mean that uh you're not going to face consequences hell no for, uh, abusing them uh uh, the Fort Worth Star Telegram reported the other robbery suspects were an adult and another juvenile. Uh, the identities of the suspects has not been released by authorities. And then um, an officer said, uh, it should be noted that our canines are members of the MPD family. Cosmo was an amazing oil dog who gave his life in the performance of his duties. We ask everyone to keep all our officers in their thoughts and prayers as we deal with this loss. It's terrible. And you know what's great though, when when those dogs die, they actually have funerals for them, and they they put Um, like they
1: R.I.P. Cosmo. um, So my brain is automatically going here with this story. Those dogs are so. Incredibly trained to take somebody down. I'm wondering how yeah. the fuck a 16-year-old got away with doing. Like, I want to know if he was on drugs. Like, was he high? You know what I'm saying? When you get that crazy like strength, because those dogs are not. I mean, they they are that they are trained to take your ass down. So
0: well, maybe you. He was on like meth or PCP. That's or what I'm. That's think, what I'm
1: wondering. Cause like yeah, because
0: drugs that like nullify your ability to feel pain. So maybe that happens. Yeah, like the
1: zombie Miami guy.
2: The, the, the yeah, yeah. Gasolts the guy. Okay, so this uh, uh,
0: this is from quite a long time ago. Um, the segment I call the dust bin because it's like a really, really old story.
1: Ooh, go! Oh, I um, like
0: it. So the sickening crimes of Richard Huckle and how his parents begged police to take him away. This oh guy my has been—I
2: love it. Bring it on. Well, he's,
0: he's been called uh, Britain's worst pedophile. Uh, so he was 33 years old at the time that he was found stabbed to death in his prison cell um so they called him the gap year pedophile because um like a lot of you know a lot of young people they'll graduate from high school and then take a year off to go and you know travel or whatever yeah so during his gap year uh well he went to asia i'll I'll, I'll read what happens here so after painstaking international investigation he was arrested in 2014 um so i'm just gonna go down so yeah after leaving education, Huckle became a TEFL, Teacher of English as a Second Language Teacher, and like many, decided to combine this with his passion for traveling. When he was 19, he set off across the world on his gap year, like scores of other students do. But Huckle used his volunteering visits to Christian orphanages in Asia to prey on vulnerable and poor children. Oh. The serial sex offender attacked girls, boys, toddlers, and even a six-month-old baby in a nappy or diaper nope, over nope, nine years. Nope.
1: Nope. nope.
0: He uh, often posed as a travel photographer but went on to take twisted photos and videos of his abuse that he sold to other pedophiles. <laughs> uh, on another on other occasions, he posed as a teacher, worming his way into communities and even people's homes. Uh, and it gets worse, too. He bragged oh, about it. Oh, it gets it.
1: worse. Oh, Okay.
0: Is uh yeah so this went on for about a decade um he uh it, it began uh, in Cambodia in 2006 where he raped two sisters who were aged four and six oh. in 2011 he moved to a place called Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia after spending time in Vietnam and Cambodia and uh, during this time he gained access to orphanages and schools posing as a freelance photographer and. Uh, once he established once he groomed these people not just the children but the staff as
2: well
0: he, once trust had been established between huckle and the various orphanages schools he would attach himself to the most vulnerable children offering days out to theme parks photography lessons and assistance with their english lessons with the families and support workers happy to have such a seemingly Generous, educated Englishmen in their myths. Uncle began profiting from sexual abuse. Uh, He wrote a guidebook for other pedophiles called Pedophiles and Poverty, Child Lover Guide. It was 60 pages long, and uh, one line went, uh, I'd hit the jackpot, a three-year-old girl as loyal to me as my dog, and nobody seemed to care. I bragged online saying, Impoverished kids are definitely much, much easier to seduce than middle-class Western kids. Um, so the Australian Force Argos, because uh, it's a law enforcement organization, they were assigned to the case to try to find uh, people involved in what they call pedophilia tourism. And uh, like most other pedophiles, he operated in the dark web as part of an encrypted network called the Love Zone. So that's where he boasted to the other people there and sold the the photos and videos to them. Uh, There was one particular really disturbing video that police saw where he sexually abused two girls simultaneously. One of them was wearing a diaper. The other one was believed to be six months old. Um, So the next part is, uh, so they these officers claim that he may have, Abused hundreds of children
2: and, uh, let me see. Yeah. So he arrested him, yeah,
0: December 19th, 2014. Uh, he originally denied wrongdoing, wrongdoing to his parents, uh, but then he admitted to them while he was drunk that he had had sex with young children during his time in Asia. His parents kicked him out before alerting the police. So they did the right thing there are
1: a lot of true crime cases. that's a round of applause for his parents
0: yeah, there are true true crime cases where the parents really avoid doing that and um uh, but they did the right thing they were, they did the responsible thing um so let me see I was just looking down the rest the information here, so. He was he changed his plea to admit to 71 of the 91 charges he was facing. After a particularly disturbing request to watch all of the evidence against him in court, he wanted them to actually play all the videos he made so he could watch them in court and I guess subject everyone else to it as well. Yes, he was sentenced to 22 life sentences. With a minimum of 25 years to be served before eligibility per, for parole, um, and he said to, this, to the media that he was remorseful and acted on the basis of immaturity. I call bullshit. Um, and yeah,
1: the fucking basis of immat. Let me know when you're done. I, I can't oh, yeah.
0: breathe. Uh, and he said, he said uh, oh yeah, I I, uh, I had hoped to escape this mundane life of solitude in the UK yet was overwhelmed by the attention I received in Malaysia. I completely misjudged the the affections I received from these children. My low self-esteem and lack of confidence with women was no excuse for me to use these children as an outlet. I am open and eager to rehabilitate from this offending behavior. I don't want to become a martyr to sex tourism in Malaysia. This was all my doing as a consequence of my immaturity, and I'm truly remorseful. I think there's uh, a lot of people who find it easy to imagine themselves stabbing him to death.
2: Um okay, um
1: uh, Okay,
2: first <laughs>
1: hmm. First of all, if he ever gets paroled out, I will I will physically go wherever the fuck he is and kill him myself. I do done. Second of okay. all, I've oh, now yeah. had to throw up Almost throw up in the towel I was using for to dry the tears of my dog story. So thank you very much for that. Third of he's all, dead. he's dead,
0: he's dead. Yeah, he was stabbed to death. Yeah,
1: well, Jesus, end with that, Morgan.
2: Yeah,
1: <sighs> praise God. you know what? That's a, that is that is the, the worst pra- that that that's. Immediate death. Just fucking die. Die. Kill your... Die.
0: Well, it's it's
2: actually one... The worst I've ever heard of was... Uh, did you ever hear about uh, Peter Scully? Um, he was a child... He was a child pornographer. He created a video called Daisy's
0: Destruction, where a baby was hanging from a rope, and a woman was basically beating it to death. So he, that's actually... I would say worse because he actually killed the child, whereas. Um, but it, but still, they're both monsters. I mean, I Absolutely. don't know if that's
1: worse or not. The, the baby at least didn't have to fucking. Rem- I I. I it, it, I'm having a hard time with forming actual words because those stories are.
2: Yeah.
1: I can I can. Rationalize some things in my head, you know, like some of these people grow up really shitty, and you know, you fucking get ain't there is absolutely no fixing that type of thought and 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 action. You're despicable, you should die, you should be eliminated. If we can change the the genetics, change that fucking shit that gene- immediately, Genetic- that's the first thing to change. Don't eh, eh, seriously. Maybe cancer, but that and that
2: well, it didn't say anything about
0: him being uh, sexually abused as a child. So, it, Wow, man, just, you
1: just gave me anxiety. I think I need to take medication right now. Wow, that was bad. You saved the best for last, didn't you? You did that on purpose to me.
0: Yeah, yeah no, that was, that was the worst one. I remember, you guys, yeah, you guys, I just my, want you to
1: know, Morgan totally did that on purpose. I know <laughs> he did.
0: Well, that's that's the nature of the show, right? I'm gonna and get
1: you back. I'm I'm totally getting you back for that one, dude.
0: <laughs> so did, did you have any more stories?
1: No, I'm I I'm out of stories for tonight.
0: Okay, well on that note, uh, I don't I think we've uh, I don't I don't think it could get any worse anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's a good not to laugh. I'm ner- laughing and I'm just I have to to not be sad. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good way, uh, uh, way to end, dude. I, I can't – everything after that's pretty much just rainbows well, and butterflies.
0: There's been a lot of debate about um, whether or not it's a mental illness, pedophilia. Do you think it is? Because there are paraph- – because, I mean, the, the DSM books, uh, they do acknowledge that certain paraphilias are, are mental illnesses. Like uh, I
1: understand um, – that like psychologists want to think that, but I'm also going to personally, in my own opinion, say I don't give a flying fuck what mental illness it is. It's one that you can't be part of the herd anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, evil is not a mental illness. Like, there are a lot that's of people who like just, to think. No. Like, like, a lot of people would, would might be inclined to say Adolf Hitler was crazy, but. People who are legitimately mentally ill have a hard enough time just holding their lives together. Yeah. But to organize the whole country into a you know, campaign to take over the world,
2: yeah, no he kidding. wasn't
0: – he was just evil. So you can – evil is, is just – it's a matter of having terrible ideas and uh, and acting on them if one is so inclined and, and lacking the ability to feel remorse and empathy.
1: I mean, think of the Uh, worst thought you've ever had in your whole life. Like, something deep and dark that you've ever never told anybody. It wouldn't even... I'm sure it wouldn't even come close (laughs) to something that despicable. You know? Like, it's just another level. It's... I don't understand. I don't want to understand. I I don't want to make excuses for it. It's just something I cannot tolerate. I can tolerate a lot. I can... Rationalize some things. You can, you know, psych- psychology me and just not not raping babies.
0: Nope. No, no, no. Well, I mean, well, one one weird fantasy I have is I, I want to find a dead body that's been killed. I
1: uh, <laughs> I kind of do too. Oh my god! I can't believe I said that out loud.
0: Yeah, like I don't – I'm not saying I'd be glad the person was killed, but it's like uh, – it just seems like it'd be an interesting experience, but then right? again
1: like, – Like stand by if me, I think, I, fuck us up.
0: Well, I mean I've seen dead bodies in movies and TV, and I've seen pictures of real dead bodies, but though I do suspect if if you see a real thing, it's as desensitized as the media says we are, it probably – would make you puke, like, like I think. Oh, I'm sure. We'd probably, you. we'd probably, we'd uh,
1: probably regret ever saying that ever again. I guarantee it. But yeah. I, f- I understand. And like I said, st- I don't know if you, st- everyone, uh, the cult classic *Stand By Me* was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah, when they go down the railroad tracks and they find the dead body. So, Christ, that didn't help. I was like, oh wow, can you imagine if like you're on an excursion and you just like ran across a dead body, like nuts.
2: Well, it must be a
0: common thing as I think whenever there's an accident, everyone rubbernecks to see if there's uh, somebody lying there with their intestines hanging mm-hmm. out of their body. And, but everyone's curious to see it. And so I, I guess everyone has that uh, morbid you know, fascination. The deep. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't want to admit it, but,
2: but that's yeah. That's
1: why we say if it bleeds, it leads. Yep, totally. To look at it. Even if you don't say you don't, you do. Yeah, well, most people. So
0: that's a, so that's a weird thing. Everything everybody knows about me now that I'd like to see a real dead body in real life.
1: I know. Look at you. See, I told you. I told you guys we're gonna get to know Morgan a little better.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm
0: sure I'm not the only one because I've gotten to know a few of the listeners, and some people Good. have confessed, confessed some dark things, and so.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's probably a common fantasy else who fantasizes about finding a dead body, hit me up in the comments.
1: Yeah, hit us up so we don't feel like crazy people. Like Just say, hey guys, it's okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Alright, well, thank you so much, Rachel, for doing another segment of Of True Crime News.
1: I hope I I did a little better for everyone this time. A little less controversy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think... I think we're good for controversy. Although, like I said,
1: child uh, child rapists, I'm I'm sorry, you you can go fuck yourself if you're gonna come at me on that one.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they don't get a pass at all. Nope,
1: bye. (laughs) No, I appreciate you, man. Thanks, thanks for uh, some really great stories. (laughs) No,
0: yeah. try to find uh, less uh, pedophilia and animal abuse. No, I'm coming for you next
1: week. Don't 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 back down. I'm coming for you.
2: Okay. All right. Have a great evening. Yeah. Take care. All right. Bye. (laughs)